podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Club at 22, the Rangers podcast is supported by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CLUBAT22. Your balls will thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. The last seven days we've had anger, frustration and points been thrown away. But that's enough about the Sydney Cup and the Rangers board for now. <laughs> uh, before I introduce the, the guests that I've got on this evening, a uh, quick shout out to the Duty Loyal and Air. Uh, they've advised me they're big fans of the pod. And Dross from the Drew Loyal has promised that he'll buy everybody on the pod a pint as soon as we hit 2,000 subscribers. So I'll get the money off Dross and I'll get <laughs> all the boys a pint as soon as we get 2,000 subscribers. Super. Yes, that'll do us, boys. Nice nice one, Dross. Um, just before before going on to that, if you're there like me with podcasts, um, I always forget to like, share, and subscribe. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. It means a lot to us. We're building a great community up um, on YouTube and have some good conversations with you all and we really enjoy doing these pods. So the quicker we get to 2,000 subscribers, the better. Let me introduce you to the boys. Uh, First up is I Don't Drink on a Friday, Ali Pearson. How's it going, (laughs) mate? Very well. Um, Scotia definitely does drink on a Friday because I've seen him with a can of tents or something like that. So he drinks on a Friday, but... um, no, I'm very well. Um, that is correct, Ryan. I'll be having a very quiet night tonight, but I will make up for it tomorrow. Good man, good man. Like your style. Scotia, is this true? You've got a, a, a pint with you there at the moment, is that correct? Well, well, I had a can, but I've went a wee bit classy and decanted it into a glass, so I <laughs> <laughs> didn't think it would be a good look drinking from a can of tennis on the pod. I am doing, I'm doing well, Ryan. Cheers. I'm looking forward to one of those rare three o'clock Saturday games tomorrow. Ah, they're very indeed. Very uh, indeed. I'm looking forward to myself. And uh, last but not least, Podfather himself, uh, Scott Carney. How are you, mate? I am good, mate. Uh, very good. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And Scotia, is tenants not just water to you? Probably is, mate. But uh, it was on I, a deal, I, I don't so, know. So, doesn't. <laughs> surely that has little effect on you, a can of tenants. Uh, yes, looking forward to this uh, big day tomorrow. Um, a lot to get into before we get onto that, obviously. But yeah, uh, looking forward to this one tonight. I think it's it's going to be some interesting opinions. Put it that way. Ah, boys, I feel a positive. There's a positive attitude in this uh, pod. It's been <laughs> a, it's been a few pods since we felt like this, but there's a positive attitude. Um, so, I'm uh, looking forward to this tonight, and um, we'll get we'll get plenty of topics uh, covered. I'm sure. Um, first thing I want to start off with is I know you and uh, Carney and Ali, you did the. Uh, the reaction to the St. Johnson game on Wednesday night, um, I can just feel everybody kind of putting their, their hands over their, their eyes at the moment, but we will have a brief discussion about it. Um, Rangers went out 1-0 winners against St. Johnson and Perth on Wednesday night. That's Perth in Scotland, not in Australia. We'll come on to Australia in a bit. Um, Glenn Kamara made a, made a great finish off a Alfredo Morelos assist. And um, I really don't know what else to say about that. Three points, thank you, Rangers. Scotia, I'll come to you because you, like me, weren't on the reaction pod. Now, unless the gig that you went to on Wednesday night was at Gracie's, then I'm sure you're thinking you're glad glad you missed this game on Wednesday. Yeah, definitely. From the reaction I've heard back from everyone, um, I picked the right one to to, to miss. I I was sitting in the Lauriston before we went into the the gig and... um, I did have it up on my phone for the, the first 20 minutes, so I managed to catch Kamara's goal, which was really good. So I think I managed to catch the best bits of it and then not watch any anything else. So I've not, I was going to watch the game back fully, but um, your you guys were like, nope, don't bother. So I didn't. I just watched the highlights that were five minutes long. And to be honest, highlights could make any game look really good. Um, it just kind of showed you all the chances. So um, the main thing for me was three points taken away. It would have been nice to get a big performance in, but you know, listening back to Ali and 
Carney and their reaction and some of the, the other sort of Rangers podcasts out there, their reaction is all the same, that it was a very, very turgid affair going forward. And I think then maybe the big pick, picking point, picking out point for that for me was the, the lack of subs from, um, from Geo. But I don't want to get too much into that because that's probably something you will discuss later on. Yeah, we will discuss it, but I mean, it was something that blew my mind as well, Scotia. I just, um, like, but yeah, we will get into it later on. But um, there was just so many things I think on Wednesday night that just well go go and go in our way for both the team and the management. And let's hope it's just one of those nights we're right off. Um, Ali, personally, I thought watching it, we'll get the negative stuff out of the way. I thought Rangers were there for the taking, which I didn't like the feeling of. You feel those games and you think the goal's coming from the opposition. I did feel that if we were playing anybody apart from the bottom two, that Rangers were there for taking Wednesday. Um, have you got any changed views on on what you've seen from Rangers on Wednesday night? No. No. The only positive is it was three points. That's the only positive I can take out of it. It was, um, yeah, they looked nervous at the back, Rangers. And I, I, I do agree with you. St. John's, I said in the, the aftermath, St. John's are, are where they are for a reason. They can't score goals, they can't get up the park. But the more that game went on, I mean, how many times have we said on this pod, we've seen the movie before, we've seen how it ends. And the one way with Tavon McGregor, I thought that was the goal. It was going to come for that because it would be the biggest Rangers thing to do ever. But thankfully it didn't. Thankfully the last 10 minutes St. Johnson really offered nothing. They offered nothing the whole of the second half, to be honest. And, but it wasn't great. Scotia, you missed absolutely hee-haw. Um, <laughs> the, the substitutions, that's one substitution, and I know you'll come on to it, in 180 minutes now. We're playing every three, four games. It is bizarre. It worries me going forward with Van Bronckhurst. Um, he was asked today, i seen, and he was told, he basically said that well, we get three points. What's the problem? But there's players in that team that are blowing out their arse at the moment. Absolutely blown. And I don't blame the players, but yeah, it was <laughs> it was not great. <laughs> but it was three points, so there's a positive. I said there's a positive, and I think with it's been so the feeling's been so down amongst the support, then I think we've got nothing but we have to look at the positives that we're going to be turning against each other. So we just need to look at it as three points and move on. Um, but yeah, the, the the substitution thing blew my mind, Dali. I just players have been, as you say, players have been dead in their feet for games, and Arfield's the one that, that comes to everybody's lips. That you just think, why is he not getting subbed off a week ago? I mean, he really is. He's torn a caravan and really struggling at the moment. Carly, anything else to add about that? Is it just three points and we move on, um, or is it? Are we, are we needing some inspiration from someone? Is there something that's just a lack of freshness with them? I'm not sure, mate, to be honest. Before I get into that, um, Ian Ross has just become a YouTube member. Ian, thank you very much, mate. That is very much appreciated. Oh, I don't know why it's green. I can't get that changed. I'm going to need, I'm going to, need to ask YouTube if I can get that changed. That's really irritating. Um, but, but Ian, thank you very much. He's become a Club at 22 supporter. That's much appreciated. Um, me and Ali just kind of laughed our way through that that pod, um, the reaction pod, mate, because there was nothing really to get into. I did when I sit at home and I watch the games away. I do take quite, I take a lot. I don't take any notes usually when I go to iBooks because I'm too emotionally involved because I'm there. So when you when I'm away, I do take wee things down so I don't forget to speak about them. However, I was like. I didn't want to insult the, the guys that were tuning in to watch this, mate, by <laughs> trying to create something that didn't really happen because there was nothing in the game of real note. It was turgid, it was horrible, it was three points and get out of there. Um, the biggest thing to take from it is what everybody's talking about is the fact that we didn't make a substitution. Uh, and I, I repeat it again, if you watch that game back, which I haven't because I couldn't bring myself to do because... I'm too suicidal in the morning to be thinking about watching a movie, uh, watching a uh, game like that back, I tell you that. So that would have made it even worse. So uh, right at the very end, though, Scott Arfield, he's, like, the ball comes to him and he's just got no interest in having the ball. He just literally touches it to Tav, to Tav and he's just like, I don't want it. So, look, I don't know what Gio's thinking. Um, it's one of those things that... It didn't cost them. I hope it doesn't cost them in future games because it's going to be a rather easy stick to beat them over the headway. But um, 
just three points, mate, and get out of get out of Perth. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's all we can say about it, and and we will park the St Johnson, the St Johnson game there because I think as a collective, we as a support, we were all kind of dreading it after the way we've, we've dropped points. I think we're all kind of dreading it. Wednesday night might be um, a horrible night, so do you know what? We won, we won, we got the three points, and let's never ever speak of it again. Um, another thing I would like to never ever speak about again. Uh, and I'm sure a few people have tuned in for this. And you, I know you boys are waiting on this. I've been waiting for this. Uh, if you haven't already guessed, it is Sydney Gate. So on Wednesday, before we we played our match, Rangers announced on Wednesday that they will travel to Australia to take part in the Sydney Super Cup. Um, there will be an extended break in the league of uh, five weeks in November uh, due to the Qatar World Cup. Rangers will start off by kicking off against uh, Western Sydney Wanderers on Wednesday the 16th of November. Uh, and if that information I've given you doesn't make you want to, to go for a shower, then this certainly will. On Sunday the 20th of November, Rangers will take part in a, an old firm friendly now, I know the comments will start going crazy with this just now because we're all feeling it, um, and I'll, I'll ask the boys for their opinion on it, but yes, I am going to have my opinion on it, if you don't mind, lads. Go for um, it, mate. My quick say. I'm going to stop Mr. reading comments, mate, and just listen to this. Right, boys. <laughs> strap yourselves in. Mr. Bisgrove and Mr. Robertson, Rangers are my club, not yours. You're employees of the club. I'm a supporter quote, the life and blood of this club. I was here before you and I'll be here after you're gone. To do business with them is to do business with the devil. A club who facilitate a group in their stadium to display banners kill all Rangers fans, or words to that effect. A club who prioritise this group, who hang effigies of Rangers supporters from their stands. A club who deny everything but are guilty of so much more. I've never seen the Rangers support so unified as I've seen over this decision and it takes a big man, a big man to make this decision but it'll take a deluded one to stick with it. Do the right thing, Rangers, and do not challenge our support. Ali, Bizgrove is quoted as saying to heart and hand, that they feel it will be the same supporters who are disappointed that they are demanding. It's the same supporters that will be saying they're disappointed that are demanding that the club are successful. Have you ever felt more patronised in your life? Yeah, I, th- I thought I was poor for Bisgrove to say that, to be honest. I mean, I had, I had a wee bit of a rant on the post-match, if any of the guys have listened. I'd imagine folk listened to me and Carney had a say on it. Can't agree... Well, I agree with everything you say on it. I was why we should be associating ourselves going out there with them is beyond me. For, for the, they they don't they don't see us as Rangers apparently. They um, don't see the old firm. They call it a Glasgow Derby. I talked about one of their directors doing the eulogy at Walters Walters um, funeral. He had to go out, come out, and apologise to that mob because he used the word Rangers and not another word that they refer to us. I just think. I don't want to associate myself with them across the other side of the city. Um, but it's bang out of order. And I said to Carney, and if we were can, and I'll, I'll fling it to the two of you lads, Scotia and yourself, Ryan, see if we were cantering this league right now, cantering it to a league title, would we be entertaining this? That's my question to the two of you. I honestly don't know. I think the board might have because if we played I, who did I would and that Leon Cup Celtic were playing in it as well although we didn't play each other so I think the board would have done this regardless to be honest well that's poor Ryan. form if, that, if, that, if that's the case sorry Ryan what do you think no, I think I, I think, uh, I think the board are that, that absolutely so out of touch I mean we speak about slightly off topic we speak about politicians being out of touch with 
with the working class, well, do you know what? This board are so more out of touch than I thought they were. If they think that there'd be any Rangers fan that's got an interest in, in taking anything to do with that lot over there, then they are so mistaken. If this quoted £3 million means so much to our club, then do you know what? It's the Queen's Jubilee next year. Bring out a top way, a commemorative top for 55 quid with a Union Jack on the back of it and you'll make more than £3 million off the Rangers fans. <laughs> it's simple as that. And if you want a holiday out it, if the board want a wee sunny holiday to Australia out it, then make it £56 and you can get yourself a wee all-inclusive holiday out it. I do not get it and they need to revoke this decision or they're going to get the backlash worse than I've ever thought. Um, sorry, Ali, if I jumped in on you there, um, you get other points to make about it. No, I mean, I, I think I made my points quite quite well in, in the post-match and obviously you, you've made your points, which I 100% agree with as well. Um, I, I, I think it's going to spoil, but, but tomorrow tomorrow should be a celebration, 150 years with Rangers, but we're wearing the white top, which gives me the fear, to be honest, straight away in terms of the game, but it should be a celebration. We're doing a couple of events around about the stadium, but tomorrow... I know, and and you you saw what happened at McDermott Park the other night. The singing, if you agree with it or you don't agree with it, the banners, it's going to be the same at Ibrox, but on a larger scale because there's fifty thousand Rangers fans there, and they will make the board know exactly our feelings tomorrow, which I think will spoil the day. I really do, but it's not our fault that it's going to spoil the day. It's the Rangers board that went spoiled the day, and that's my totally last agree. thing on it, basically. I totally agree, Ali, and I think it's, um, I, hadn't have that. I didn't have this noted down, but when you think of, um, you think of what the Union Bears put into to our club and put into our, our, the atmosphere at Ibrox and the displays, you know, they're, they're just taken for granted, they really are, and I was I was glad to hear they'd put a, put a message out to show their disgust on it. Um, Carly, Dave King, Dave King was asked about his opinion on it. And um, you, you put it up in the group chat and I had a read at it. I'm a Dave King fan. Um, but you can tell there's no love lost with, with Dave King. Um, the board of the shocker here. Absolutely. <clears throat> in terms of the Dave King thing, there's kind of two ways of looking at it. One, why is he doing it publicly? Um, why is he not discussing that directly with the board? Um, so... I, you have to question why he's done that. However, there is stuff that he said in it <clears throat> that I completely agree with. Um, it is slightly concerning that the board are trying to turn us into, in the nicest, in the nicest possible way, a Man City, where you're you're a kind of tourist club. And I don't mean that any disrespect. I know there's loyal uh, Man City fans and all that. I don't want to disrespect what I mean by the way the whole club is just completely commercialised and they don't have a soul like City don't really have a soul anymore, um, maybe they do I could be wrong but that's what the kind of comparison to, is it to me and I would hate the feeling of my club not having a soul it always will because we'll always be here and it's always going to be um, the fans are going to be here forever um, and for generations to come however I feel there is, there is commercialisation of the club for the benefits of what that means to the club, I completely understand that. But this, you have, you haven't thought about both sides. You've thought about one side and one side only, and that's money. You've not thought about anything else. You've not thought what it means. You've seen the three million or whatever, whatever the price is, and they've just jumped at it. Um, I have spoke to a few of our um, listeners, subscribers that are from Australia. I would say 99% of them are against it. Um, there's maybe a couple that were like, look, I'm desperate to see Rangers. So in any game, I'll go see them and I'll back them. I can completely understand that. I really can. Um, but for me, um, my opinion has not changed. It will not change. And I, I can't, I'm, again, I'm, I'm pretty much painting the wall. But if the board know what's good for them, they pull the plug on this because it's embarrassing. It's a shocking decision and it's a step too far. Um I said before, and I'll say it again, you are you are the club are media partners with fan media, with fan podcasts, with follow, follow, four lads, heart and hand. Why was there not one discussion with any one of them from that group? Because every single one of them would have said that's a shocking idea. Um, 
they've kind of sold they've kind of sold the fans down the water with this one, uh, and it's it's not it's not nice. In regards to the way it's going to be tomorrow, I I don't want it to take away from what a special what a special day this is for all of us tomorrow. Um, it's our 150th anniversary, the start of the celebrations. I think there will be some protests to a certain extent, um, but I would like to think that we put that to one side for one day. And I'm not saying forget about this. I certainly don't mean that. But tomorrow is tomorrow's about Rangers and it's about celebrating a fantastic club. So I'll try my hardest not to, not to get at the board at any point and I'll try and um, put it to one side for one day. Um, but yeah, the, the board have to reverse this. I'm just not confident that they will because based on the, the answers that Bisgrove gave when um, David Edgar uh, had him on the daily update. Um, the answers he gave it in a roundabout way, he said, "No, we shouldn't. We won't be reversing this." Didn't say it, it's plain in terms as that, but if you listen to it and read between the lines, to me, that's what I took from it. So, I stand by shocking decision. I'm never going to be for it. So, it's over to you, Mister Rangers, to sort it. Yep, yeah, I think uh, I think Bisgrove for me put Petro on the on the fire with his answer. I thought his answer was. So dismissive of of the feeling that the Rangers fans are really doing. Um, I, even if they do cancel this, I think oh, to to build bridges will be a long, long journey for them. Uh, Scotia, your views on this, and and also have you got the Airbnb booked for for Sydney in November? I definitely do not. No, I've seen Potato Man saying there, Scotia, not saying much. Don't worry, Potato Man, I was waiting on my turn. It might not be as vitriolic as the other three lads, but yeah, I'll, I'll have my say now. Yeah. <laughs> when I, the, the statement came out, I was like, get that in the bin. There was a small part of me that was like, right, if there's fans out in Australia that want to go and see it, I can kind of get where they're coming from. But for me personally, no, get that in the bin. Um, I think what you've got to remember, this proposal isn't really anything new. We, If you remember back, was it 2010? There was calls to play a game over in Boston, of all places in the USA. And I remember mm-hmm. that being met, we really, no, no one wanted it. I think they paddled out someone from the Supporters Association to say that we were for it. But the majority of the fans, I don't think, were for that one. And then again, I think we tried to play in Australia in 2003, 2004. There was calls for like one of these games. And again, from what I can remember, no one was really for it. It's not, no one wants it. No one wants it at all. And, you know... Even now it's worse, the, the, the hatred between the clubs I think at the moment is really worse. I mean, for me, Celtic fans referring to us as Sevco and calling it the Glasgow Derby, to be honest, doesn't really bother me. It's just petty school ground behaviour kind of stuff. The Celtic club, football club themselves saying it bugs me a wee bit more, but again, it's still, if that's the route they want to take to pander to these moon howlers, then have your shoes. What really annoyed me, like um, Ali said, is when the, one of the directors put the eulogy out to to Walter Smith, and then they had to apologise for using the word Rangers. I was that just pissed, boiled my piss, man. I was raging with that, and then obviously the timing of the announcement as well that it came out on the day that other news came out that should have been the bigger talking point, and um, done that, and it's it's kind of got leaked in the way it's getting marketed. It's, it's as if it's got nothing to do with Rangers, and I think in Bisgrove's interviews, he's kind of alluded to, to it that they've been kind of blindsided by the fact that Celtic jumped the gun. And this, the Australians jumped the gun by releasing it, and it puts us completely on the back foot. But they should never have been, never been accepting it anyway. Um, I mean, I know Bisco came out and said it's all about the money. I think, if, and he did say about, oh, that's two million pounds. That's more than we'll get for you know the SPFL season. Well, that needs to be the bigger question. Why are we only getting two million pounds in the SPFL? Because see, if we had a ground that could facilitate it. Old firm games would have like 120 easily oh, for each game, you know, because all games sell out. So, I mean, you get that. So it's something really needs to be done in Scotland first. No, not really, not really wanting it. And then something that no one's really talked about either is the World Cup kicks off the day after that. That game's scheduled to be. Um, so, the, I mean, I've just taken it on the basis of this, the squads as the, they are at present. Obviously, that's going to change. But Croatia are qualified, so that means Barisic wouldn't be able to play in that. Algeria are in the playoff against Ghana later, or a round against Ghana later in the month. That's three hour players not being in it. Canada are looking likely to go through, so that's our field could potentially get called back up into the Canada squad. He wouldn't be there. USA are pretty much through, so Sands wouldn't be there, and I know they've got Carter Vickers as well. 
Israel, so he wouldn't be there. Get a decent chance to go through. Colombia have got a distant chance. You've got Sweden, who again the same boat as Scotland. Um, got and potentially England as well. You know, if we get into the Champions League next season and like say Tav and um, Kent have really good seasons, there's an outside chance that they could potentially get called up for England. So you're not going to have any any star players there. It just seems like a complete complete waste of time to me. And the board have just been so so tone deaf to the views of the fans that they're they're just ch- chasing chasing the money. That's the thing. That's the thing, Scotia. I, I don't know about you boys, but I just don't understand. Like, it's obviously more to do with marketing and, and putting ranges across the globe than it is to do with the financial gain because three million quid, really, is that is that what we're... It feels like you're selling your soul a wee bit doing business for that lot to, to get three million quid. And like I said, it's just an idea, but it's a jubilee next year. Get that... Get that top out. Get that top out for the Queen and my Union Jack on the back of it, and I'll pay fifty-five quid for it. <laughs> uh, aye, we'll, we'll, we'll part that there, and hopefully, listen, Bisgrove's got he's got targets to meet, and that's he's a businessman, and he's probably got no real feelings towards Rangers, a football club. But how that decision gets signed off, I'll never know. And, and let's hope. I don't think we've heard the end of it anyway. So let's let's hope it goes goes the way we want it to, and then we never hear of it again. But boys, that's the negative stuff out of the way. I'm, 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 I don't know about you. I'm knackered after the past couple of points. Um, so mm-hmm. let's let's be positive. <laughs> let's look forward. We are here to preview um, not only a game against Aberdeen tomorrow, uh, three o'clock kickoff, as Scotia said, but also 150 years, 150 years of Glasgow Rangers Football Club. It's it's going to be a special day tomorrow, no matter what. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did the press conference today um, he was just asked about a squad update uh, he said Ryan Jack and Halander are fit and also strap yourselves in everybody take a seat who's watching us at the moment Aaron <laughs> Ramsey Aaron Ramsey who's he? In the, in the squad tomorrow he's a guy who he's Welsh no. um, round about six I, foot he, no he trust me no, I'm I'm stopping you there, mate. I'm I'm willing to put a bet on that we don't see Aaron Ramsey tomorrow. If we do, it'll only be because we're winning, and it'll be in the last twenty minutes. If you're lucky, uh, I don't think you'll see him. I'm see willing to put a bet on that. See if you don't see him. I'm, I'll be wondering who's doing Broxy Bailey tomorrow because I'm convinced he's Broxy Bailey past couple of games. <laughs> um, yeah, Gio said he's in the squad and he and he and he's fit. So I'm. I'm being positive. I think we'll see Aaron Ramsey tomorrow. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. And this is the start of Aaron Ramsey's um, short Rangers career. I can't say it with straight face. <laughs> this, is, this is part of his, his short Rangers career. Um, all the negatives in terms of squad fitness is Yanis Hadji, as we already know, is, is out for the season. Uh, Steve Davis and Diallo are out as well. He was asked, I won't, I won't go through the full press conference. It was pretty... Pretty straightforward. He uh, was asked about the game on Wednesday and the, and the way we played. He said that three points are the most important thing. He was asked about the lack of subs and he said he only cares about the three points. And a comment stuck in my teeth a wee bit. He said that the the pitch didn't help. I'm sorry, but um, both teams are playing on that pitch. I just don't take that whatsoever. Um, he was also asked about Sydney. This is another thing that stuck in my teeth. I thought it was going to be positive. Um, and he said he, he backs, his, he backs the, the Sydney Cup. He said that uh, he went with the party line that everyone seems to be saying from the officials from the club that it is for the, the Australian supporters that we have. Bullshit. And he was asked about if he's thinking about thinking about one eye on Thursday night. Obviously, we play Red Star Belgrade on Thursday night. And he was asked about if he's got one eye on that and he gave the, the media standard answer of no, he's fully focused on the Aberdeen game and said finished off with just saying Rangers fans are entitled to an opinion. Um, but no matter what they say, they always support the club. Aribo, he was in the player press conference today. I don't know about you, have any of you ever played like a FIFA career mode and you get that Alex Hunter in the FIFA career mode yeah. and he does like this... I think Joe Aribo just gives those like media answers and just gives a pretty <laughs> standard answer that he reminds me of him. Um, 
but it was actually quite good when uh, Aribo's press conference because he said at the end that he felt he'd been really out of form since January and that um, he just he wasn't hitting the numbers and he wanted to try and up his numbers. I'm glad personally that Aribo said that because I'm not saying he's fallen off the face of the earth, but he just hasn't looked the same player for me, Aribo. He just he's just kind of treading water and getting through games and, and yes he does need to up his numbers for me because he was outstanding the first half of the season um, so yeah that was the press conferences in terms of Aberdeen they have not won since Boxing Day unless you include their 3-2 defeat to Celtic uh, they are 10th in the table and the last game on Wednesday they lost 2-0 uh, with uh, Rangers bounce Suter scoring a goal as well Um I'll come to you, Carney, because I want to talk about Van Bronck course because he's under a lot of criticism at the moment uh, from 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 the Rangers fans. What have you made of his tactics? What's your opinion? We've not really got had a conversation about Van Bronck course. For me, it's too early to, to criticise Van Bronck course. Yes, he's made mistakes, but for me, I'll, the way I'm looking at it just now, Van Bronck course inherited. He inherited a side who were three 0 down to Hibs at Hamden, that's the way I see it. So this battle he's facing just now is a battle that he's taking on. And he needs he needs time to get his team together. What are your opinions on him and his tactics and team selection? Well, yeah, I think <clears throat> he needs the summer, at least. Um, a lot of people are, are kind of been calling for his head and stuff after a few poor performances. Um, however, I've seen that and on the other hand I'm thinking that if he wins nothing this year I think he'll struggle to survive to be completely honest um, but in terms of his tactics I think he started he started well um, because he stopped us conceding goals so that was like one of the biggest things that we had to we had to happen was we had to stop conceding goals because we were conceding a goal every time the ball was going to near our box and that seems to have stopped a bit I think he's still trying to figure it out I think he's still trying to figure out what's the best suited for the team that he has. Uh, we've seen the we kind of glimpses of the three. Sorry, is it the five? No, the three five two. I've got to say that because if I say five three two, I know Scotia. So it's a three five two. Um, obviously with the two wing backs. Yeah, I mean I'm all for that. I'm all for Tav and Bassi being further up the pitch. Uh, so I, I I think it is going it is going to need time. I don't know if he's ever. I don't know if he's kind of settled on the. We've kind of reverted back to what we were playing under Gerard, if you know what I mean. We're still not quite out and out striker, uh, out and out wingers because we're only playing one winger. So you're not playing two wingers because we're playing Arfield and the wide right. And with all due respect to Scott Arfield, I'm probably more of a winger than Scott Arfield is. So it's no disrespect to him. So I, I think he's tinkering, uh, to be honest. What I will say uh, that's been a massive positive is. I think the development of Calvin Bassey has been even more under Geo, and I also think getting the best out of John Lundstrom has been a, a, a bit of a masterstroke because I don't think any of us really seen that coming. I was ready for, for taking him back down to England myself at points during this season, John Lundstrom, and um, he's became a real mainstay and a, a real solid player for us under Geo, and maybe it was just the chance of him getting another another crack at the whip under, under fresh eyes and it's, it's he's got the eye of Gio, uh, but he's took his chance and those definitely got the best out of him. Um, again, we can go back and forth about Alan McGregor. Uh, I don't think Alan McGregor should be playing, but look, that's a conversation for another day probably and he's probably he's probably going to stick with him now as we've all seen with the, the team selection that we had there. So I think he's decided that McGregor will stay in goal. So I hope it's not his downfall. Um, but I think it is early. It's very early to th- really judge Gio to his full potential. Um, I would be lying if I said I didn't have my doubts. However, we'll give him the time. Um, but we'll see. That's a pure rubbish answer to give in a podcast, but we will see. Right, that's interesting, mate. You've got more doubts than I thought you would have over Gio. Um, so this will be interesting to get the, the boys' view on this. I just, again, I want to drive home that I think I think he inherited this team that, like, we went into, I don't want to go on it too much, but we inherited, we've bottled so many games. This squad have bottled so many games. 
and this isn't a new thing, but a mentality's been questioned. He inherited this mentality for me. He inherited this off Gerard. We were limping to games. I know we were ahead, what, four points, six points, whatever it was. I don't know if Steve, I don't know if Steven Gerrard would have made a difference to that. I think you can see Gio's quality in Europe. He's proven that against Borussia Dortmund. I think that's a good point you make that he's that he's brought Lundstrom on. Bassi's improved. Alfredo Morelos is a different player under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst than he was under Gerrard at the beginning of the season. I, th- I think I don't think anybody could argue that. Um, so it's easy to forget the good things that Van Bronckhorst done, but for me, he definitely gets, no matter what, he definitely gets to, he gets next season and he gets a window and, and he gets to bring his own players in because he's inherited this this full team. Um, so, and we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Scotia, one player I want to talk to you about and, and obviously I want to hear your opinions on Gio as well, Sakala. What has that guy got to do to get a runner starts off Gio because it, he didn't even get a substitute appearance on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't think he's actually played, started two games in a row since he's joined. Fairly certain he hasn't. So he comes in and he plays well in games, and then for some reason he's he's dropped right out of the team. I don't I don't know what what's the thinking behind it, and that's that's under both Gerard and and Giovanni um, because it does offer you that something a wee bit different. He's speedier than Arfield, and then obviously when Hadji was fit, speedier than than Hadji. So there's certain games where it should be Sakala that's that's starting in front of them on the right hand side. I know um, Gio obviously used to use Scott Wright, but he's kind of Scott Wright's played himself out the team if anything. Um, but I don't know what Sakala, what more Sakala needs to do to get a running running the games. I don't know if Gio sees him more as a an out and out striker. So there, if he's only going with one one main striker, then. You know, it's Alfie's shirt all day long. I don't know if that's his thinking, so I'm not sure. But on Gio, yeah, I've seen a comment earlier. Sorry, I forget who popped it up, but it was like a brilliant bit in the league. They've left a lot to be desired, really. Um, what I would say on, on Wednesday night there, because the game was only sitting at 1-0, and Gio's kind of alluded to this in his press conference over the last few weeks that we're, we're creating all these chances but not scoring, because the game's only sitting at 1-0 and he's looking at his bench and he's obviously, it's clear that he doesn't really trust his bench. You know, you, you don't want to bring on Lowry in a game like that really because, you know, he's a young kid and he can make a mistake and folk will get right on the back of him. Um, but you're like, say, like Sands not getting a look in. As I say, Wright's kind of played himself out the team. So you've really only got like Sakala and Ruth to bring on there and Ruth as well doesn't seem to be getting a look in under, under Gio at the moment. But, to be fair, we did say this about Lundstrom, and he came in, and you know now he's you can't drop him out of the team. I mean, Gio will even play him in defence, not to drop him. Um, so I don't know if that looking at the bench for Wednesday tonight, you know, a lot of the players that were out injured were players that Gio would have probably wanted, like your Hellanders, your Jacks. You know, they were probably players that Gio would have been looking to to utilise more um, once they get back fit, but they clearly haven't. So. The lack of subs is concerning in the league. I mean, what that's only one with seven minutes to go, seven or eight minutes to go in the, the game. And was the game against Dundee United that made it. Um, yeah, it's a bit frustrating, but he seems to like this, Gio, and it's it's really, really fine margins because this is one of those ones where you, if you make the sub and it goes tits up, then you're blamed for making the sub. But then equally, if you don't make the sub and it goes tits up, you're blamed for that. So it's a kind of catch-22 situation he finds himself in. We got away on Wednesday night, but given the amount of games that we've got coming up, there needs to be a wee bit more rotation for me. Um... Aye, I I, I agree. I think there's a a staleness in the team. I think, like Ali's already said and we've spoken about, I think there's the likes of Arfield is just blowing out his arse and it just there just needs to be a bit of rotation, especially up top. There just needs a bit of freshness up there for me. And only Gio knows why he didn't make a sub um, on Wednesday night. But yeah, it's it'll be, it's going to be interesting to see his team tomorrow. Anyway, uh, Ali, would you would you? He's getting a lot of criticism, and I'll be honest, I don't like it. I don't. I think fans are too quick to criticise and. Like I said, I think he's inherited what what you're seeing in terms of mistakes from this Rangers team, conceding goals at corner kicks, not creating up front, 
Those were problems before Giovanni Van Bronckhorst arrived. For me, yes, he's not helping with burning Arfield out in a couple of his decisions. But do you think, what's your opinions on Gio so far? I thought he'd come in, did well. Like Carney says, keep his zero. I like what you like saying in terms of we weren't leaking goals when he came in. And then I thought yeah, the winter break came in. That was the first time he had a proper opportunity to work with the players because previously we were playing every every three, four days. That was the first time he had to actually get the players together for two, three weeks, whatever it was, and drill them. And then they came back. <laughs> and they've been... All their form is in the league. Pretty terrible, to be honest. It's um, You don't win league titles with that type of form. But... I'm the same. He's inherited a team that's this team. I mean, you look at the, the the core of that team, bar one or two guys. It's been the same team for the last four years, and we've been saying it for a while. It needs. It's probably come to the end of its cycle. It needs a refresh. You look at the Celtic team last season. It came to the end of its cycle and it got refreshed. That's what we'll be doing in the summer. So, I'm not going to judge him until he's got his own players in, because you're not telling me Gio said. Um, or obviously they're loan players in Diallo. Um, I know Sands is a, we've brought him in, but are they really Geo players coming in? I really don't know, to be honest. Two of them will be away in Diallo and Ramsey. They won't be there. So I'll give them the summer to bring players in. I, I think Rangers will bring quite a few players in in the summer. I think they'll ship quite a few out. So I'm not going to judge them. Yeah, there's been a few things recently that's worried me. The substitutions really worried me there. Sometimes in terms of, I think he should freshen the team up slightly more than what he does um, in terms of we're playing week in, week, well, every three, four days at the moment. But I'm not going to jump in his back yet. Yeah, but there is things in the back of my head that do worry me with him. But like I say, I'll give him the summer and I'll give him next season and um, see what he's all about when he's got his own team in. Yeah, I'm totally the same. I'm in the same... Um... What was you, Ali? I think that's there's just you know what I mean. Just it's like there's just some people. I've, I'm pretty sure I've had a few people wanting them out, and yeah. it's just ridiculous for me. Absolutely Ra- ridiculous. Hi, Ryan. Uh, Ali's spot on, but I literally, you, I was waiting till you'd been out there, and I was going to say the same thing. We have spoke about this thing with the cycle before, and I think it is coming. Um, we're getting there's a lot of players that've been here for a long time now, um, and there's a certain group that we all know. They'll probably move on. Likes a bar. I don't like naming people, but it likes a Barris. It's the likes of Golds and the likes of Kamara. Do you know what I mean? And even a Rebo to a certain extent. Although I think Rangers should do everything they could to to try and keep a hold of him. But I mean, you're, you're kind of standouts. Tav, if he wasn't captain, I've said before, I love James Tavernier. I, I do. But if he wasn't captain, he would probably be put into that. And that's what I kind of mean. We're just getting to a point where we need a big refresh. Uh, and I think it will happen in the summer. So. I think it would be slightly unfair in Gio to judge him pre this summer window, let him see what he wants to bring in. Um, but I do think Ramsey's a Ross Wilson signing. Um, I don't think Gio's signed him. Uh, but yes, I agree with Ali. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> oh, all good, mate, all good. And I think you're right about Ramsey. I don't think he strikes me as a Gio signing. And um, would just be, I'd be a hypocrite if I sat here and, and slated the Ramsey signing. I was absolutely buzzing when he came in. So. It's one of the ones that if it doesn't work out, then so be it. Um, and hopefully Rangers learn from it. Right, boys, let's get the teams and scores um, from you. Um, I've not asked you what you think about Aberdeen because... That's right. Much of us have... Aye. Well, that'll do. That'll do. Any else? Any other takers on that's, that one? That, yeah, that's a, that's a kiss of death, that. We're straight away. Oh, <laughs> no, I but I mean, we all, know, we, we all know... We all know what Aberdeen are going to do. They only play a, a game yeah. four times a year. And this time it might only be three times a year that they play a game due to where they're sitting in the league. Um, they're going through a, a lot of other this year. They really are. So, But yeah, we all know what can Aberdeen's going to show up tomorrow, that's for sure. See with Aberdeen as well. Sorry, Ryan. With Aberdeen as well, what I was looking at, they're, only, they're three points off um, the top six and both Hibs and Motherwell. Play Dundee and St Johnston at home tomorrow. Um, so what will put some put them further behind as well. So that might give them a wee bit of more impetus as well to kind of go on and 
try and get a result because they've, they're running out of time to get in at the top six, which for a club like Aberdeen's pretty horrific, in all honesty. Aye, well, but let, let's let's hope it happens. Let's hope they, they stay in the bottom six because uh, they deserve it. Right, um, yeah, I'll come on to you for your teams and, and scores, boys. And uh, if you've got any other comments to make about the Aberdeen game tomorrow, Carney, give me your team and your score, please. Right, OK. Um, do you want me to give the team I want or the team I think he'll play? I think they're two different things. The team I would play would be McLaughlin, Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Bassey, Lundstrom, Jack, Aribo, Kent, Morelos and Sakala. It's the team I would play. What I think he will play is Arfield instead of Sakala. And I think he might put a Hallander back in and obviously he'll play McGregor. But I think he will play Arfield, if I'm going to be honest. But that's the team I would play. Uh, and I'll go 2-0 Rangers and Ryan Kent finally to score a goal, man. <laughs> and, and do you think he'll make any subs? Nah, I'm always joking. <laughs> I'm always joking. <laughs> I'll, I'll stand by it, mate. If we're winning, Ramsey will come on. Um, but I would not be shocked if the team comes out tomorrow and he's not even in the bench. I know. Yeah, I've seen somebody saying that. I think it was one of the replies to the to the press conference on Twitter. Somebody just saying, I'll give you 50 quid if Ramsey's in this squad tomorrow. Um, Scotia, <laughs> give me your team and your score, please. Yes, um, I'm, I've got like a bit like Carney there that there's two that I know. I know, I know the team that will play will probably be the team that played on Wednesday night there. But um, the team I'd go for, I'm kind of going back on what I said the other night there, I'm putting McGregor, sticking with McGregor in goals, um, Tav, Goldson, Ballon and Bassey at the back, Lundstrom, and then I was considering this, going like, Jack's just back from injury, do we rest him for, for the game in Europe? But I'm like, no, nah, this game's far more important, so bringing Jack well, in to give well. a wee bit, wee, bit, wee bit more dig in the, the middle of the pitch, um, and then Sakala, Aribo, Kent and Morelos, and I'm going 2-1 Rangers, a Rebo first and, goal and you do you think we'll make us up tomorrow, Scotia? I think we will. Angry, I can yeah, see like yeah. um, Carney, I can see Ramsey coming in at Ned. And if if we're if we're doing quite well, then it's a chance to bring on your likes of Lowry and Roof. Aye. I would like to see Lowry. It's funny that Lowry's just not featured. I think the last game was Annan. He's just not featured. He's never been brought on, um, which I find strange because I think he's a, a huge positive to, to have and he's he's so fresh um, when you bring him on. So, yeah, I'd like to see Lowry at some point. Uh, right, Ali, let's hear your team and score, please. Same team as Scotia. Although I'd play McLaughlin, but because he put Shagger in, in goal during the week, to me, Shagger will be number one for the rest of the season. Doesn't matter what happens. So, same team as Scotia. I know Carney says he thinks he'll put Arfield in. There's no way he can put Scarfield in there. He must be lying in a ditch somewhere at the moment, Scarfield, because he's knackered. Honestly, if he appears, he would need to be towed on or something. Do you use one um, to put a bet on it? It's an open <laughs> offer, this, by the way, because he will play. I mean, he sits he sits in front of me at the club deck. His box is right in front of me. I don't even think he'd make up the stairs to get to that club deck. I know there's a lift in that, but he'd need to take a lift to get up there. But... He's, um, this isn't me bashing Scott Arfield, but he's absolutely been blowing the last three games. So if I see Scott Arfield out there, I'll be... I'm going to say I'll be shocked, but again, Carney, I probably wouldn't be shocked. So, um, no, that's my that, that's my team. Um, yeah, I, I can see us, hopefully, for winning, bringing Rams out for a wee, so we can come out and say hello to the fans for the last five minutes and take them off or whatever. So... Um, yeah, I'm going three-one Rangers because I'm pretty convinced we'll ship a goal because he'll just lump balls into our box, so we'll gift one. And I'm going to go the same as Carney. Ryan Kent scored a score at one point, so Ryan Kent scored first goal. You ruined that, Ali. That was that was a wee five minutes. I was counting five minutes of positivity there, and you just ruined it for that uh, <laughs> conceding that goal. Oh, I, <laughs> I am going uh, same team as yourself in Scotia. I'm going 3 0 Rangers. Uh, Alfie to score first. Um, I reckon we will get a performance tomorrow and Rangers will be back on track. And don't forget, they don't play till Sunday. This is, believe it or not, despite all the negativity and the feeling that we've all had, this is a chance to put pressure on them. A huge chance to put pressure on them and go 
level on points and they're going to Livingston, a place that they do not like going against a manager who they don't like going up against. So, Mon Rangers, give us the three points. Right, boys, we usually end the podcast at this point, but tonight I'm not because it's the 150th anniversary of our great club, um, hence why I'm wearing this top this evening. And I think uh, whether we all have a beer this weekend or not, that we should be raising a glass to this great club of ours. Rangers begin their celebrations tomorrow um, of the 150 years. Um, they will be wearing the Gallant Pioneer strip against Aberdeen tomorrow and they will win with it as well. Uh, there is a fan village been set up, a pop-up fan village been set up with big screen entertainment, player interviews, live performances, uh, a beat the goalie and um, football freestylers for kids. So if maybe get a couple of pints tomorrow and head along to that beat the goalie and, and stick by one Andy Firth. Um, before I ask, <laughs> before I ask you all, <laughs> before I ask you all, um, boys, about about your um, greatest, or your most iconic, or your favourite memory of Rangers over 150 years, I want everybody in the comments, or anybody who's watching this, put in the comments your favourite moment of Rangers Football Club's 150 years, whether it be nine in a row or one in the league at Parkhead, whatever you think the most iconic moment. A Rangers uh, football club in the last 150 years and then I'm going to ask the boys as well because um, tomorrow's a big day for Rangers and we should be so proud of it I'm going to go first um, because I'm hosting it and I'm greedy um, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm, my um, my iconic moment for Rangers is definitely um, 1920 we appointed Bill Struth as a manager and he's our most successful manager um, I think if we hadn't appointed him, the standards that we have as a football club now wouldn't be there. Um, you just have to look at the trophies that he won. Um, I'll just list them off. He led the club to 34. Uh, sorry, he led the club for 34 years, uh, 18 league championships, 10 Scottish Cups, two League Cups, 19 Glasgow Cups, and he beat that mob 8-1. And that's all I need to say about Bill Struth. So, yes, Bill Struth's uh, appointment is my most iconic moment in 150 years. I will come to you, Carly, since you're the podfather first, if you can give me your iconic moment, mate. There's a few, mate, there is a few. I'm a wee bit cautious. We've actually discussed this before we came live. There's a few. My personal favourite, and it's one that I was at, and it's a moment that maybe not significant in terms of our 150 years, but it's a moment that I was there, and it's the moment that I... I probably realised what Rangers was all about and what it was going to mean to me growing up. And it was Paul Gascoigne beating Aberdeen at Ibrooks. Um, I'll never forget that day as long as I live. Um, seen, uh, we were sitting in the Broomloan stand. I seen Paul Gascoigne run the length of the pitch. I could just see the number eight bouncing up and down on his back. And I seen the ball curl into the net. And it's a moment that will live with me for my entire life. So it's maybe not significant, but to me it's very personal because at that point, Genuinely, I thought I'm going to be a Rangers fan for life, and this is I'm going to do this all the time. I want to come back here and I want to do this over and over again. So that was pre- pretty significant um, to me. Um, so that's up there with one of my favourites. Um, obviously, the fact that I'm now I now do a podcast that's pretty significant to me. So I've got to thank Rangers for that as well. Um, Rangers should be thanking us. No, I'm kidding on. I'm kidding on. But if I had to, if I had to say one. That I think was a massive significance to Rangers was appointing Graham Souness. Um, it completely changed Scottish football and it led to Walter Smith um, going on that fabulous run towards nine in a row. Um, so, yeah, Souness coming in, completely revolutionising Scottish football as a whole. Uh, and then Walter Smith taking over from there and really setting the standards that Struth set um, all the years ago. Uh, and and he's, he, he's, he's, Walter Smith is a man that Set the standards for me. He was a man that I felt like I knew, even though I've never met him. <clears throat> he 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 was he was everything about what it was to be a ranger, and he was he's a legend. Uh, so I, I think soonest and then into Smith's um, Smith's first reign uh, as as Rangers manager. So that will be that will be mine for 150 years, mate. Brilliant, mate. Love that Gascoigne thing because it's personal. Absolutely love that, um, Ali. Give us your most iconic or favourite moment of 150 years. God, there's too many, to be honest. I was rattling my brain today going, I use games, I use signings, 
signing of Emilson Cribari away back in 2012, 13. I thought that was an exceptional <laughs> signing for Rangers Football Club to get to get to get a guy that has been for five million euros before to get him in the third division. I thought it was a big coup for Rangers back then. So that was a major moment in my lifetime with Rangers. Um, but no, all jokes aside, yeah, I could pick a game. I could pick a moment. I, an iconic moment and probably more, not, too, oh, it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was probably recent history in terms of, I thought an iconic moment was when the three Bears took back control of our football club. Our football club at that point was on his arse. Um, we were in a terrible way. Fans were boycotting the games. Mike Ashley was in there. The Easdales were in there. And if and a, a lot of folk maybe have a wee go at Dave King now because he's not there anymore. And but if it wasn't for him, the three Bears, we wouldn't be witnessing Rangers winning last season the league title. We wouldn't be witnessing Rangers beating Borussia Dortmund over two legs and going to watch a European tie. Um, they brought our club back to to where it belongs. And um, for me, I know there's lots of other moments in Rangers history, but. As a more recent one, um, I would say that's a, a very important one in Rangers history. Nah, it's a brilliant one, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Because who, who would have known what the future they held if we didn't, if if they didn't step up and, and take us where we needed to be? So yeah, totally agree with that one. Uh, Scotia, what were yourself uh, favourite or most iconic moment in our history for yourself? Yeah, so I'll go for like a personal one and I'll wrap up with an iconic one because we can't not mention it. So like personally for me was um, the whole Manchester run in 2008. Particularly the, the Werder Bremen game at home when we we won that game too, was it? Um, and, and particularly when um, big Daniel Kuzan lumped the ball and the, the, the uh, Werder Bremen keeper had a howler went right through his hands. Then Fiorentina. Or the, the Werder Bremen game away actually as well when Big Shagger was absolutely brilliant um, with some of the saves that was pulling off there. Then the Fiorentina penalty game, absolutely brilliant, nail-biting stuff. Couldn't watch half of it, to be honest. It was that bad in terms of like nerves. And then Manchester itself, the trip down to Manchester was absolutely brilliant. Um, me and Ali were staying around at a couple of our mates' flat and um, we all got up at about four o'clock in the morning Drove down to Manchester. Ali kindly drove us down to Manchester. Dropped the car off at the, the rental place in Piccadilly or Piccadilly Gardens, um, really early in the morning, and just seeing all the fans there and stuff. And I think that was really iconic. And in terms of the football club as well, just where we were financially at that period of time, and with the squad that we had to get that far, I think was just really sort of an iconic kind of favourite moment. But to, that's sort of a personal one to me. But to finish off with like. One we need to mention is the picture of John Gregg in the in the bathtub with the the big jacuzzi with the the 1972 Cup Winners Cup, because um, I think it was ten years previous, ten eleven years previous to that where we get beat by was it Fiorentina, yeah Fiorentina beat us in that one and then you no know, I think there was still some of the, the same team playing in that game, um, but that's a, that's an iconic moment and that that picture of John Gregg I think every every Rangers fan knows it and seen it all the time. Yeah, no, that's it's a classic. I absolutely love that picture. And I love the pictures of Barcelona. They are iconic. And even though I wasn't alive at the time and didn't see it, it's something those pictures will live with me for the rest of my life because anytime you see them, it just fills me with, with pride. Uh, that was a great thing to speak about at the end of this pod. And I've been reading the comments as much as I can about that. And I think, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to this. It's just brilliant reading all these everybody's opinions and, and hearing your stories, boys, because that's what makes Rangers the greatest club on this earth. And we are 150 tomorrow and I wouldn't let anything anything put that put me off that, no matter what this board have done. I will look at that main stand tomorrow when I walk up to Ibrox and I will be f- filled with pride. And if it wasn't for Rangers being 150 years, we wouldn't be sitting this podcast together and all having a laugh and a banter and, and going to this wonderful stadium tomorrow. So... I can't wait for it and uh, I have nothing else to say apart from thank you for everyone who has listened in and thank you to the boys, Ali Pearson, thank you very much. No problem, look forward to tomorrow, like I say it's a quiet one for me tonight, Friday night's never a quiet night for Scotia so he'll enjoy his Friday but um, <laughs> I, 
You just you just behave yourself tonight, Scotchard. It's an early rise tomorrow, so um, I know I, I'm I'm looking forward to a few a few a few beers before the game as always. Hopefully, seeing a Rangers win, and then a few beers after it to celebrate. And uh, yeah, bring it on, Rangers! Come on. Nice one, Scotia. Enjoy the dance in the night. <laughs> I will indeed. Thanks, uh, thanks, Ryan. I think just see when we were going through all those iconic moments stuff. It tells you speaks volumes of how iconic our club is that no one mentioned nine in a row. It's I know. absolutely brilliant. So cheers, and so I, think, I, I think, hope we all have a good three points. Now. I hope so, mate. Hope we get three points tomorrow. And nine in a row is just. Um, I think it's one of those ones that's so obvious that people just. Don't want to see it. Um, calmly, thank you very much. Thanks again for letting me host and um, hope you enjoy the game tomorrow, mate. Yeah, it's a pleasure, mate. Um, it's good to get a, a night off, mate, to be honest. Um, no, really good. All the comments there, there's so many things. When we start talking about 150 years, it really is incredible. But I'm just going to put one up and I'm not even going to say it. So I apologise for people that are even reading, but this one from Aldo. 100%. So, no, Magic Ryan, thanks, mate. Cheers, boys, and uh, thanks everyone for listening and tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. Um, we'll be back with a reaction pod tomorrow after the game. Everyone enjoy the game tomorrow. 150 years. Let's go, Rangers. We're club at 22. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>